Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall, and this is Predictions 2021, Part 2. And the reason for this is Part 1 was on Tuesday. We talked about the big picture, why I'm bullish, how much money's on the sidelines, interest rates, you name it. Now we name names. I'm going to talk about individual sectors and stocks that I like for 2021, areas you cannot ignore. All coming up on Predictions 2021, Part 2. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is now New Year's Day, so Happy New Year, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you could have a little graphic that makes it look all happy and streamers and stuff going. I may have done this for two reasons. One, because I wanted to break up Prediction Show into part one and part two. And part one, you can see I have the same shirt on because I'm taping this right after. This is now part two. Uh, so I'm taping on Tuesday because it's, it's more of a big picture. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, we don't always have to look from day to day. Uh, so it's a big picture of what we're looking at in 2021 and beyond. The roaring 2020s continue. And maybe I thought I might have had too much to drink at the New Year's Eve party that is at the pool down here uh, at the resort in Nicaragua that I'm staying at right now. And, you know, I might even be a landowner by now in Nicaragua. I, I put in uh, the day that I'm taping this on Tuesday an offer and I have a call as soon as I get off this and I might now be at this point in time in the future a landowner. So let's talk about 2021. Yeah, I talked about how bullish I was in the part one. If you don't have, if you didn't watch that, please watch it. It's, it's, it's really just important to know where the bullish sense comes from. I'm not just making this up. I'm not trying to sell newsletters or I got people in the money management at Penn Financial Group. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm trying to help everybody here achieve their financial goals long term. And I believe, and I have my own money in, it, in the market right now, and I believe there's a lot of upsides potential still out there uh, for years to come if you're in the right stocks. I talked about emerging markets, I talked about small caps, I talked about Japan breaking out, all the money in the sidelines, interest rates remain low, Fed's on our side, so many different reasons. So please check that out. So I did mention that this show, part two, I'm gonna talk a bit more about sectors and some stocks that I, that I like. So I'm going to be all over the place here, and I'm, I might go a little quick because there's certain sectors I've talked about so much that you already know, but I'm going to go through quite a few here and just throw out some ideas. Again, nothing on here is ever in a, uh, a buy recommendation. Uh, do your own um, uh, um, research. This is not advice, personalized advice at all. I'm not helping somebody out there what to buy and do their portfolio. Uh, don't ever use some guy on the internet and build a portfolio off that. So this is me sharing research and trying to make you better investors over the long term. And I have to share stocks to do that. Otherwise, I, you know, I could just be some, some guy just talking about theories. I could be teaching class at Harvard about theories of the stock market. That shit's not real. This is real. So one is robotics. And when you think about robotics, there's one country that comes to mind. And the reason I brought this up is because I talked in part one about Japan breaking out the stock market there to the best level since the 90s, since I was in high school. So robotics and Japan go hand in hand. They're by far the leaders in robotics. And when I talk about robotics, it's not, uh, you know, Rosie from the Jetsons cleaning up the house and doing everything, which I wish I did have, but you don't have that. Uh, what it's going to be is going to be a lot of automation, industrial, uh, you know, levers that, that will be used to build things, uh, replacing very expensive labor. Uh, so that is the future of robotics in my opinion. It's already here in many industries, but it's only going to continue to get bigger. There's two companies that are Japanese companies that I actually recommended many years ago in a newsletter that I had, uh, I no longer have, but uh, I'll name the names right now. I have no exposure to them at this point. Uh, one is Fanuc, F-A-N-U-C is the name of the company. 
the ticker symbol is F-A-N-U-Y. So it's a Japanese company. These both these trade as ADRs here in the United States. So you trade over the over the counter, but uh, they're they're very large multi-billion dollar companies. So Fanuc, I mean, the chart looks great on this. I mean, this stock has done real well. Uh, it's recently broken out and, and consolidating. I think the chart looks really nice for 2021. Uh, it's pulling back from its best level since 2018, so about a two-year two high, two-and-a-half-year high. I, I think there's big upside in, in this company, even though it is already a big company. Uh, and the other one is uh, by the name of Omron, O-M-R-O-N is the name of the company. The symbol is O-M-R-N-Y. Uh, it's even had a better run than Fanuc. Uh, Omron is a company that I actually, when I was in Vegas uh, at CES, the big uh, tech conference in January uh, of uh, 2020 with my team, I was lucky enough as, as a press pass to go play ping pong against a robot. And what was amazing is they were measuring my face and the happier I got, the better I got, the harder it was. And if I didn't look happy, look sad, they'd make it easy for me to make me happy. It's pretty amazing. And that's not something they're looking to sell, but it was just they were showing off how it works. And I talked to the representative from the company when I was there, and what they, they highlighted, which is pretty impressive, that facial recognition is being used uh, in nursing homes and, and old folks' homes in the rooms to tell when they're under stress and something's going on and to alert the nurse to go take care of them. It's really amazing where the robotics and the AI, artificial intelligence, all comes together uh, and Omron has had a hell of a run just pulling back from an all-time high. So those are two stocks that have the, the fact that Japan's breaking out and they're in the robotics industry, which is one of the hottest uh, industries uh, it's been for a while, but I think there's a, there's a whole new generation of robotics that's gonna be moving forward. And again, it won't be the sexy robot cleaning your house, like th those, those plays that are fun, or the robot dogs, like that, that's fun and all, but they're not, they're, they're not the plays you make money on. Those are the sexy ones you talk about, they're fun, but they're not where you make the money. These are the type of companies, the boring ones you never heard of, uh, or where you make the, the money. Uh, another sector I'm trying to get, again, touch on sectors I don't touch, I don't touch on too often, but I've talked about this one in the past, and this is not really a hyper-growth play. This is more of a rebound and proximity trade. I truly believe that we're going to see air travel boom in 2021 as the vaccine continues to get spread throughout the developed world first and most likely emerging markets after that. But one airline that has actually held up very, very well, and uh, of course they're Irish, you know, they, they know what they're doing, is Ryanair. And the symbol uh, is R-Y-A-A-Y, again, an ADR that trades over here in the States. Just so happens that the first couple are foreign companies. But Ryanair is actually not far from, from its high of 2018. It's up really big from the $40 it hit earlier this year, about 112 uh, as of earlier this week. That to me is one that's doing very well. And you're gonna see a lot of these low cost ones, in my mind, outperform. Uh, so sticking with that trend, another European low cost airline is uh, called EasyJet. And if you've ever flown uh, from you know Western European country to Western European country, Ryanair, EasyJet, you get those real cheap flights, you gotta pay for the stuff. Um, you know, it's similar to uh, Allegiant Air here or Spirit Air here. Uh, they kind of nickel and dime you, but it's a pretty good business model. So EasyJet's another one that's recently broke out to a multi-month high. Chart looks pretty damn good. So those, those are two to keep an eye on. Again, if you're looking for a rebound uh, in air travel and a rebound in Europe, which has really lagged the overall market. So that's one place to look as well. You all know I love transportation 2.0, as they call it, the future of transportation. There's a stock, that, I mean, there's a lot of ways to play this. And it could be playing Tesla. You know, it could be owning Tesla. It could be 
looking to um, Toyota because they obviously were one of the leaders in hybrids at first. They'll be most likely be a leader in electric vehicles. Volkswagen's really taking the lead uh, in electric vehicles. That's another way to take a look at this. You can look at the sensor companies, all the companies that make all the sensors that need to be around the electric vehicles and eventually the self-driving uh, cars, autonomous vehicles, AVs as we call them. That will be another great investment theme that we've been on for a while. Uh, LiDAR, uh, it's very similar to radar, but it's the thing that goes on top of the car that really kind of scans everything and drives the autonomous vehicle, maps it out for you. Uh, we've been in LiDAR companies and we've recommended a couple SPACs in there and talked about them a lot in the past shows, you could find those. Uh, that, that's one way to play it. Uh, there's the car parts makers. The parts are much different for electric vehicle and autonomous vehicle. Uh, Aptiv is really only pure play when it comes to that. That's a stock we've had in, in the portfolio for subscribers for a long time now. Uh, another one that's in the portfolio I'll share with you is uh, on semiconductor, symbol ON. So this is a play on semiconductors uh, as well as autos. It's a major player for semis and autos. And you think about electric vehicles and, and the future of autonomous vehicles, so many semiconductors and, and really a, the future of cars, they're computers on wheels is what they are. They're computers on four wheels. And to run these high-powered computers, you need high-powered chips and semiconductors. And on semiconductor, to me, is one of the leaders in that industry. And again, we've had this in the portfolio for quite some time for, uh, for subscribers. It's recently pulling back from, I believe that's an all-time high. Um, yeah, that's an all-time high. So this has done really, really well. It just recently broke above the 2,000 high. A 2,000 high was up in the high 20s. It fell all the way down to a buck. Now we're back up to 31. Change hit 32 earlier this week. I still like this long-term. It could pull back easily to 28. 29.30, I don't know, in the short term, but long term, this, uh, this is a nice way to play the future of transportation, uh, electric vehicles, autonomous vehicles. Uh, let's see what else that we got here. Um, artificial intelligence and software, kind of put those together. Uh, I love artificial intelligence. Uh, machine learning is all going to be in there as well. Um, quantum computing, we can almost kind of put in there as well. Software has been one of the best investments of the last 30, 35 years. I think it's going to be one of the best investments in the next 35 years. Uh, there's no future of any technology without the software running it. Robotics is great. I love it. But what, one, what tells a robot what to do? What tells that robotic automated machine in the industrial uh, warehouse what to do? It's software. It's artificial intelligence. It's machine vision. It's, it's, it's machine learning. Uh, that is very, very important, folks. So uh, software is not going anywhere. I'm looking at our software portfolio, AI software portfolio, four stocks for early stage investor. It's up on average 67%. And uh, majority of positions are year and a half, probably average year old, so doing very well. Uh, digital currencies, uh, call it digital currencies, call it cryptocurrencies, uh, Bitcoin, altcoins. I, I think there's a big place for that. Uh, I own Bitcoin personally and some altcoins. Uh, I, I love Bitcoin. I, I try to buy on dips. I haven't bought recently because it's had such a run up. But man, oh man, over Christmas, it had a hell of a rally. Uh, it's, it's due for a short-term pullback. People keep asking me, well, what will it pull back to? I just uh, had breakfast down at the, the clubhouse on the ocean. And uh, two guys down there are, are young guys. They're both younger than me, I think, by a couple years. Uh, but they're just living here having a good time. And the reason they are able to do that is because they invested in Bitcoin very early on. And, uh, they, you know, we were talking like, oh, I think it's a short-term pullback. Nobody knows what it pulls back to in the short term. One guy said 25000 I think that's fine. Another guy said he thinks it pulls back to twenty. I don't think it pulls back that far. Uh, but that's what makes a market.
three smart people who love Bitcoin, but in the short term, nobody knows. That's why short-term trading is very, very hard, folks. So, but again, big picture, buy pullbacks in, into that. It's a great way to diversify away from cash as cash continues to just dribble and, and, and lose uh, value little by little, a US dollar, I should say. Biotech, obviously you all know I love biotech. I, I think there's huge upside potential there. Um, genomics, uh, genomic testing, uh, CRISPR. I mean, all these have done so well. They're due for a pullback early 2021. You might see a bit of a pullback. Some people are taking profits, not this year, but next year. So have to pay taxes for another uh, 16 months. You might, could see that. 3D printing, I love 3D printing. That's one of the most overlooked areas, in my opinion. Uh, a recent SPAC is a 3D printing play, which we uh, we got in there as a SPAC into our early stage investor portfolio, and that's desktop metal, symbol DM. Uh, that's done well for us as of right now. It's up 60% in uh, just over two months, two months and a few days. So that that's, I, I love that there. Uh, what else do we have here? I'm still getting a couple other sectors. Cannabis, I think, is going to have a hell of a year as well. I think cannabis is going to have a really good year, uh, especially the U.S.-based stocks. They, they've been on a run as of late, uh, and I think that that will continue of the U.S.-based stocks. Uh, I think that's where you're going to see the big uh, gains. We added a U.S.-based stock. I'm not going to name it because our subscribers, we just put it out on November 18th of this year. So, heck, one month and a week, one month and 10 days ago or so, about that. Uh, oh, yeah, a week and... It's called six weeks. How's that? Six weeks-ish, uh, and it's already up 93% as of Tuesday midday. So it's <laughs> you're seeing some big gains in some of these U.S.-based ones, and if you got in earlier, it's even up even more. So you know, Internet of Things, 5G. I think 5G is going to continue to be big. Chinese biotech. I really think the Chinese biotech continues to be overlooked. The future of healthcare is going to be personalized healthcare. Uh, it's going to be wearables. It's going to be AI drug discovery. We've had a big, uh, big um, gains in that. Boy, I, I gotta tell you, just going through these portfolios, I, there's just so much upside potential, and they've run so much, so I do see some pullback, but I do still see a lot of upside potential uh, in a lot of the, uh, the portfolios that we have, and a lot of sectors that we have, and I, I think, again, we're in the very early stages. I think the roaring 2020s continues uh, for a very, very long time. And I was going to take a look at one more portfolio for you here, um, see if there's anything else. Oh, solid-state batteries. You all know I love solid-state batteries. Uh, we, we put a solid-state battery company in our portfolio January 3rd of 2019, so almost exactly two years ago. Two years ago. Uh, the stock, uh, as, of, as of Tuesday, it trades over in London, as of Tuesday, it was up 15x. 15x in two years. It can be done. So when I tell you I, we have 10x stocks, 15x in two years, it can be done, folks. There are stocks out there. Two of, the, two of the other stocks in the, in the solid-state battery portfolio are two Japanese stocks. Again, been there for two years. They're large companies. One's up 113%, the other one's up 126%. These are large companies. Another Japanese company in there, it's, a, it's, a, they, it's like a secondary play, up 45% in that time frame. Clean energy, I'm gonna talk about that. I almost forget that. Clean energy, solar, wind, love that. We launched our clean energy, solar power portfolio on the first of October. And we put out one, two, three, four, five, six stocks. We only got into five, we missed the one. And unfortunately we missed it by pennies and we'd be up over 100% on it. But that one didn't count because we didn't get in. But the five that we got into, the average return on those five stocks is 89.2% in a matter of 11, 12, one, three months. 
And again, I still think it's just beginning, folks. I, I, you might think I'm crazy, but I really think uh, esports, sports gambling, both setting up for big returns. Um, I, I think you're going to see real estate do very well here and China. I think Chinese real estate is a great uh, property developers over there. Uh, have a lot of upside potential. So to me, the, the, the upside potential in all these sectors, and you know, a lot of people that, that come on, that if I manage their money through Penn Financial Group, they ask me, well, do we buy everything on a pullback? Do we wait? How do we do it? You know, my philosophy has always been, if we start out and say our goal is to get 25 stocks in a portfolio, it could take two months because we'll use pullbacks because all the sectors I just mentioned, they all don't go up and down together. They're not all correlated. There'll be some sectors that are down every day and you use those pullbacks as opportunity to buy. The entry price is just as important as the exit price, folks. So again, just to give you an idea, I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited about what's coming forward. So. I hope I didn't give you a headache on your hangover here on New Year's Day. Uh, or maybe it's the day after you're watching, you're working a two-day hangover. Hopefully you drank a lot of water last night and you feel fantastic and you worked out today. Either way, uh, from the bottom of my heart, Happy New Year. Thanks for making 2020 a great year for myself uh, and for the company and, and everything in my team. Uh, it is greatly appreciated on our end and we look forward to an even better 2021. So again, have a wonderful, not only day, but 2021, safe, be sound, be smart, and go out there and hug somebody, tell me you love them, and just smile. Spread the joy, folks. Life's good. Be grateful. Thank you so much for watching. I am grateful. I am Matt McCall, and that was your first Money Line of 2021. Money Line with Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.